You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello to all our treasured friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. As many of you already know from last week's episode during this season of our show, we're exploring various aspects of the psychic communication you have in your life constantly, whether you are aware of it or not, and how that plays out in the rest of your life every day. In the title of our show today, or I should say the title of our show today is Look, Listen, and Respond. Most of you have probably learned by now from your own life experiences that it doesn't pay to act out your mental and emotional reactions most of the time. The only times that acting on your reactions work are those times when you've trained yourself to react in a certain way when certain things happen. Those aren't really just random reactions. You've developed a certain kind of response that you can count on. Athletes and performing artists train rigorously to react a certain beneficial way in an instant to be able to do their job. The same goes for first responders of all kinds. Those are trained responses rather than random emotional reactions. But normal reactions that we all have all of the time are best left to pass through without us acting on them. This might be a little hard to hear, but this is true. A common example might be us saying hurtful things to a friend or family member, or worse yet, a boss, or for that matter, anyone in the heat of an angry reaction. We might feel justified when we're reacting, very justified, the ego tells us we're justified, but we always pay for them with regret, guilt, guilt, or worse, when we have a chance to look at things from a more aware and mature perspective. We're much more accident or injury prone when we dramatize our emotional reactions. I found that to be true. Such as we might, when we throw things, drive recklessly, drive recklessly, or storm out into a street. So if acting out on our reactions don't pay, what does? If we learn to let our reactions pass on by, we can become neutral enough to assess our situation with awareness and make much wiser choices in how we wish to respond to it. That's the true meaning of responsibility, having our ability to creatively respond to a situation or person rather than reacting. The key to responding wisely is having the correct information upon which to make our decision. In the heat of an emotional reaction, 
we usually do not recognize where the other person we're reacting to is coming from or was intending or understand the situation they were in. We only react to their superficial actions, words, or behavior. When we realize that the person was suffering a severe allergic reaction or was in great pain or was having a PTSD episode or maybe an Asperger's meltdown, we might not take their behavior so personally or in the wrong way. Getting the correct and sufficient information to make a wise decision on how to respond to someone or something depends on how attentive and aware we are to that person or situation. That's where look, listen, and respond comes in. The looking and the listening are for gaining enough of the correct information for us to make an informed response. We know a top functional medicine cardiologist who experienced a wake-up call as a top doctor years ago. At the time, she was a young rising star allopathic cardiologist who had graduated at the top of her medical school class and was ready already a much sought-after cardiologist. She was seeing a different patient every 15 minutes and effectively processing them and getting them the treatment they needed, according to her training. One day, she was on one of her rare breaks and walking down the hospital hallway, passing through the neurology ward on her way out, when she heard a man groaning in pain in one of the private rooms. Since the door was slightly open, she stuck her head in the room to see what was going on. A middle-aged man was in the bed, groaning in agony. She stepped into his room and asked him asked him if he needed some help and what was he experiencing. He said that he'd been going through this for 15 years and he was just waiting for the neurologist to return with a new prescription for pain medicine. When she asked what was his condition, he told her that he suffered from a severe neck pain for 15 years. She looked at the x-rays on the light board and asked him if chiropractic treatments have been given have been given him any relief at all. He asked her what chiropractic treatments were. She was shocked. None of his doctors had ever suggested a chiropractic adjustment for his neck subluxation. When she asked him what happened before his neck pain started, the man said he was rear-ended when he was driving his pickup truck so many years ago. Our friend was horrified. She knew it was not her place as a cardiologist and not this man's doctor to suggest anything, so she went to the man's neurologist to ask him about suggesting a chiropractic treatment for his patient. Surprisingly, the neurologist laughed, saying that he would never recommend a quack for anyone. She went back to the man and recommended that he go to a chiropractor. Three weeks later, she saw the same man walking and smiling, coming to see her in the hospital hallway. He was beaming and thanking her profusely for saving his life. He had no pain after one chiropractic adjustment. He said it was a miracle for him and that she was the one who gave it all to him. She was stunned. She went home and deeply reflected upon what was wrong with the system she was becoming a top representative of 
and what was wrong with her own practice. Then she remembered what her beloved grandfather, who was a family doctor in a village in Italy, told her repeatedly about the most important part of being a good doctor. He told her that if the doctor only listened to what the patient said, the patient would tell him everything about the problem or how the problem started and what they needed to heal from it. She realized that the man's miracle healing happened as a result of her really listening to what he had to say. She realized, too, that she wasn't doing that with her own patients in her 15-minute appointments with them. She had become an expert with all the latest technology, procedures, treatments, and medicines, of course, but she was going to end up like that neurologist that cost his patient a fortune merely to continue to have the pain that he hoped the doctor would help him find healing for. She completely transformed her practice. When she met Michael, she had her own holistic functional medicine center that was like walking into a health spa, truly it was, rather than a medical clinic. Michael made his initial appointment with her, which was for an amazing 90-minute consultation. Yet, her assistant contacted Michael to let him know that she had cleared her date to meet with him. We both spent the entire day from 10 a.m. with her to go over Michael's condition, and it didn't cost more. Of course, part of it was she wanted to meet Michael. He wasn't an ordinary patient. And I'm certain that <laughs> this is not something she normally does. I, I think. No. <laughs> she had read, read my book that my uh, family doctor gave her at a, at a conference. And uh, uh, I guess I was the subject of <laughs> their medical discussion. <laughs> and she got interested. It was, that was a very most enlightening day and certainly unlike any other times I've spent with a medical professional. So that was a great story about the power of really looking and listening to someone. Her old school country doctor grandfather, who she grew up around when she was a little girl, uh, and and she said that, you know, he would uh, have her come over to his uh, village office where he saw his patients and, and she sat there for, you know, sometimes hours watching him interact with the patients. And she said, people would come into his office with a scowl, with a of pain of, you know, frustration, uh, unhappy. And invariably, even when he couldn't give them whatever treatment they needed or there wasn't any treatment, they invariably walked out of his office with a smile and much more light-footed and, and standing up straighter and everything rather than the way they came in. So she was very impressed with that throughout her childhood. And then way later on when she became a doctor, she was able to recall that and go, oh, yeah. And what was it that he said to her repeatedly? And it was, if you listen to your patient, you know, um, they'll tell you everything that you need to know as a doctor to help them heal. So that's what she remembered and, and started to change her life about, of looking at the person, not just as a doctor examining the physicality of the patient, but really looking. And and this woman is very psychic, very sensitive, very aware. And, and then really listening, asking them, good questions that when 
when she listens to their answers, you know, she, she understands a lot of things. And then with her expertise and training as a doctor, she's able to come up with, you know, sometimes revolutionary uh, processes and treatments that's going to help that person really heal. Okay. That's most certainly what she did for Michael. Yeah. And one of the things after all that, the whole day of, of you know, consulting and, and examining me, asking me questions, and we went to lunch together with her number one partner, uh, medical partner, and, and uh, we went through all kinds of stuff. And, and then at the very end, she says, you know, has any other doctor uh, ordered you to get a, a blood test on, on heavy metals? And I said, no. <laughs> Actually, I said, oh, I was never into heavy metals. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> but, but I got the, the test. She gets the result, and she says she walks in into her office that where Rafi and I were waiting, and she walks in with this couple of sheets of paper and says, here it is. Finally, we now know why. Because until then, every doctor said, you know, you should be the poster child for, for uh, heart-healthy lifestyle and, and, and exercise and diet and everything instead of being a patient and, and even dying from it several times. And she had the same reaction after doing everything extensively. She says, you know, medically, there's no reason for you to be going through all this stuff, <laughs> especially dropping dead. And, and uh, but when she got the results of the heavy metal toxicity thing, all of them were pretty, you know, they're all in the green safe zone. But one, mercury was off the chart. It literally, the graph went all the way across the whole page. <laughs> she says, yeah, this will kill anybody. <laughs> and every problem, every symptom you've had is you can, this explains it all. Great. Okay, what do we do about it? So we, she gave us, you know, gave me a, a treatment protocol and um, we got a lot of the mercury out of there and, and it's been great ever since. So that was a, a great example of, of <clears throat> like her description of her grandfather. He probably didn't consider himself psychic. And but he and he probably wouldn't have called what he really did as psychic communication. Because for those of us for whom psychic communication is just a natural everyday part of life, it's so normal we don't think of it as something different that we're some somehow different than other people. Rather than seeing the ability to be more aware of psychic communication that's going on all of the time as a special gift, we tend to see those who aren't aware of it as actually neglecting to utilize their natural abilities. They're missing out on something we all have in great abundance. At least that's how I've always seen it, and it took me a long time to realize, oh, People just are not aware of this. And, and uh, they, when they become aware of somebody like me, they think, oh, you, you have a special gift. Yes, it's a, it's a gift, but it's a gift that we all have. 
the example of the cardiologist's grandfather as a doctor is important since he developed his ability and awareness to listen to his parents, patients. And he obviously heard more and observed more than your average doctor and the average people, person. He trained himself to look and listen more deeply. That gets your psychic awareness up and running more as well. You know, people think think developing your psychic awareness and abilities is a uh, some you know very esoteric special thing, but it starts with attentiveness. When you look more attentively, you see more clearly, and that's the basis of your clairvoyance. Now, your clairvoyant seeing isn't part of your physical eye seeing mechanism. You're concurrently seeing with your inner sight of clairvoyance when you're looking with your physical eyes. Everyone uses it, but proportionately, few people recognize what they're seeing. But even if you don't recognize that you're seeing clairvoyantly, you can still you can get the, the information from what you're seeing in your inner mind. Well, our first break is coming right up, and we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass. Your business is your service, energy work for abundance. It's happening on Saturday, November 28th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. You learn how your business is part of your spiritual growth and service, as well as how you do psychic energy work, how to do psychic energy work on your business space for abundance and success. For all the details and to sign up, <clears throat> go to our November events calendar section at micheltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in Mary, U-R-A, micheltamora.com. Or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes, and we'll continue our exploration of Look, Listen, and Respond. See you in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamora.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. 
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's continue with our exploration today of looking listening and responding to everyone and everything and how that can profoundly heal your life and the world. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about uh, our friend, the cardiologist's uh, grandfather as a doctor and, and who really looked and listened and then responded to them, uh, you know, them as patients uh, for, from where he was as a doctor. And, and had great success. Uh, he might not have been considered the, the top doctor in the technological arena, but people who walked into his office walked out happier and more at peace, even when he couldn't give him a quick treatment to make the thing go away or anything. At least they, they had a renewed experience of life and and that's definitely huge in healing healing always starts you know it doesn't matter yes sometimes we need high-tech treatments medication surgery whatever to be able to continue our physical life here but the healing doesn't begin until there's compassion there's there's a kindness and there's a caring about Oh, yeah, I see who you are, and I see what you're going through. I hear you. Those two elements are not important just in, in healing, but in life. And so that's partly why we decided to talk about this today of, you know, listen, look and listen, and then respond. So before the break, I was talking about this doctor who probably wouldn't consider himself psychic in any way, but he was naturally aware of his psychic communication and the psychic communication everyone has with everyone. He was just a little more aware of it. And why? Well, because he was attentive. He looked and listened much more deeply than most people. So this is... For those of you who are seeking to be more clairvoyant, more, more telepathic, more clairaudient, you know, more psychic, and, and, and further your spiritual growth and development as a soul here on earth, but you don't realize that you already are clairvoyant and, and psychic in every which way, it's just because you already are, we all have all of these abilities of communication, psychic communication within us already, 100%. It's not like some of us happen to be born with an extra gift or more of it than others. No, we all have 100%. 
The only difference is on the surface, it looks very, very different between what I do and how I communicate and, and what I know about people and things like that versus maybe some of you who might think that, oh, gee, I wish I could be like him and be more psychic. No, the psychic part is the same. The only difference is I'm more aware of that than perhaps some of you who wish you could be but feel like you're not. And, and if, you, if you realize that you already are, all it takes is for you to become more aware of it. It's not too different than, than those of us who are not trained artists. And we go to a, you know, the Louvre or some, some great museum, and we see these great masterpieces of art. And if we have no training in how to look at a piece of art, we just look at it and says, "Oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's pretty colors, pretty pretty painting. <laughs> How nice! How much is it? <laughs> you can't buy it." <laughs> well, well, what happens if somebody who's a an artist teaches you to okay, pay attention to the strokes of the the paintbrush, pay attention to what colors they used and combined, and how they they set up the scenery or the portrait or whatever. And look at this and look at that. And you start to go, wow, now I get why this is considered a masterpiece. I mean, I just thought it was a good good painting, but now I see what the difference between this good painting and that other, to me, a good painting. Uh, how come that one's not a masterpiece? And then you learn how to look at it. That's all. But... You were able to see right from the beginning. Unless you were visually impaired, you could see the painting. It's just that you didn't see deeply. You didn't see all what the, your, your education and training helped you to see more closely. And that's the same with clairvoyance, except on a slightly different level. And every one of you can see. And... As an example, I'm sure you've had many times in your life where you're talking to some, somebody's explaining something to you, and all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're talking about. You get it. That's clairvoyance. And why it's natural for you to say, I see it, even though with your physical eyes, you're not seeing anything different, right? The, you just see this person talking, and they're explaining sometimes maybe a complicated uh political or mathematical or physics, uh, something or other, and all of a sudden, it, your mind clears up and, and you get it. You get what they're saying. And when you get that, you often say, I see what you're saying. I, I see it. I get it. That's using your clairvoyance, and you naturally, intuitively know you're seeing it in your mind. But if that person says, oh, good, you see it, draw, draw a picture for me. <laughs> what you see and you go well, I can't do that because what you're seeing is energy what you're seeing is not a thing you can easily draw on a piece of paper right it's not a visual identifiable image of something no but you are certain you get it you understand it because you're seeing the energy and all information is in these energy packets, so to speak. 
just like almost like on a computer, right? Little bits of information, little bits of energy hold. When it's in a certain pattern, it holds information. So when you first start to use your clairvoyance, you don't notice it's clairvoyant because most people think of clairvoyance as seeing the colors of the aura and spirit and, you know, energy and dynamic uh, super surround visual. <laughs> and it's not necessarily that. It can be that, but it's not necessarily that. Everyone's seeing all the time on that level of, I see what you're talking about, that type of seeing. And yet, that's the beginning part of your clairvoyance. As you become more and more aware of that you're seeing, then you start to see differently. You start to see that, oh, it's not just I see in this blank universe, some all of a sudden I get this information, what somebody's talking about. You start to see the energy and the patterns and the vibrations. And as you see vibrations, ah, you can, depending on how you look at it, you can interpret it as colors or qualities of energy, movement of energy. And so you can get technical like that, but still, it's the same information, right? Whether you see the color part of it or just get the information out of it, you still are seeing clairvoyantly. Some of us call that knowing clairvoyance because it's not so visual in our usual uh uh, experience of visually seeing, you know, images and stuff. But nonetheless, a lot of times you're seeing images and you're getting the information out of the images. A lot of times you're seeing the person's aura and and or the energy field of what they're saying, verbally saying. And But you see more than just what they're saying with words. You're seeing, ah, oh, where they're coming from, which then becomes more in the arena of hearing. You start to hear more. As you're more attentive to what someone is saying, even beginning on a, on a verbal level, then if you're interested, then you're starting to hear not just the words. Two people or 10 people can say the exact same words. They read off of a transcript and say exactly the same words, but are they each saying the same things? No. You can tell, oh, this person really means it. That person has just memorized it and repeating it, and like a recording machine. This other person is confused about what they're saying. This person doesn't believe what they're saying. Whatever it is, you start to hear more. And it's not just in the intonation of their voice and things like that. It's, it's you're, you're really starting to hear where that being the real person, not the outer physical body person, but the inner spiritual person is communicating psychically. So, so much, some of us are, are so much more interested in seeing what makes a person tick on the inside, whereas others of us are a lot more interested in seeing what they do or what they did in the past on a physical level. We always look in the area we're most interested in, and therefore we see more in those areas of life. So to give you an example, if you know, if you know a really tremendous car mechanic who just 
pinpoints the problem for you even faster than those diagnostic machines do. Or they, they find things other mechanics can't find and say, oh, here's what your problem is. They're looking much more closely. They're much more attentive to the engine or the car, whatever the mechanism is. And, and they're really looking and they start to see beyond what the physical appearance is. They'll go, oh, let me check this. And they go to a some completely different place and they go, yep, here's the loose wire. Here's this that something or someone else didn't pick up. That's part of clairvoyance. And, and yet one of us who's not a mechanic, not trained, not maybe even interested in car mechanics, we can look all we want. <laughs> and we're going, yeah, there's an engine. <laughs> yep, it's not working. <laughs> and, and we don't get very far. Because, because we don't have the interest. Yeah, we don't have the interest <clears throat> is the first thing. And then even now, after if we're really interested, well, what do we naturally do with anything we're interested? We study, we, we practice, we, we do research. So we get information and we learn more about it. Then between those two things, we're looking and we know something about it and Boom, we get, to the, we get to the source of the problem or, or how, how it needs to be dealt with. So an aware doctor will see more about what's happening physically with the patient than someone who isn't that interested in the physical body and the health of the physical body. And that same thing holds true for hearing someone. Whether that person is talking or not, you can hear what the person is saying on the inside, right? I mean, every one of you, I'm sure if you really kind of reflect upon it, you've had many, many times where you're just sitting somewhere quietly where nobody's saying anything. In fact, sometimes you're sitting with someone and it's very uncomfortable. And so you start talking because, because it's too uncomfortable to just sit there quietly. Well, why would it be so uncomfortable to sit with somebody quietly? And you want to start to drown out that quiet with, with noise, you know, saying something just to fill the noise. It's, it's because you're starting to become aware of the psychic communication that's going on, and you might not like it. <laughs> Let's say the person's not necessarily hostile or negative towards you, but, but the person is in great pain or, or is in, you know, grief-stricken or something, and they're outwardly not showing it. But they're holding it in, they think. But if you're quietly sitting there and not doing anything and your attention's not any on anything else except for, you know, what's going on right here, right now, you start to tune into, you start to hear their thoughts like, oh, God, I, I got to get out of here. And, oh, I don't want to be with this person. I, I don't want to, you know, why is it, do I have to sit here? Da, 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 all that stuff just and the emotional energy and everything. And the, the frustrations or the grief or anger, whatever, you start to pick up on. Ah, So sometimes you might go, I don't want to pick up on that. Ah. <laughs> so that's how we shut off or shut down and limit our awareness of our psychic communication that's going on all the time. But when we get interested, oh, the car mechanic is interested in fixing the car. So no matter how broken the car is, the, the car mechanic's not, not queasy about becoming aware of it. Same with 
a healer interested in helping people get well and, and, and get out of their suffering, well, guess what? The people we are needing to help are suffering. They're not the happy, healthy, you know, enthusiastic, inspired, successful person. They, they could be, but at the time, they're suffering in some way, emotionally, physically, mentally, psychically, whatever. And so what's the first thing we're going to be aware of? Sitting quietly, paying attention to them. Not the stuff we we really want to do on our vacation. <laughs> yeah, not for entertainment, right? Not for relaxation. So, so that's why uh, this is a difficult situation to really start to be aware of the psychic communication. Well, our second break is coming up. And if you find that our show helps you, we welcome you to join us in our teleclasses and audio courses to go much deeper and further in developing your innate soul abilities your spiritual growth, and the fulfillment of your purpose, and of course, clairvoyance as well. To find out what we're teaching next, check the events section of our website, michaeltamura.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M-U-R-A.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650. When we return, we'll help you to look, listen, and respond and expand your psychic communication. See you in a couple minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. We've been exploring the importance of looking, listening, and responding to everyone and everything. Well, I was talking about, you know, both 
looking and seeing more about the person and or what they're saying, both all of the above, and as well as listening and hearing what someone is saying. And I'm sure you've experienced in the sense of hearing, and if you really pay attention, everybody says far more than what their words are saying, right? And just before the break, we were talking about uh, when you're sitting with somebody quietly, you're not saying anything verbally, anything out loud. But guess what? <laughs> Some people are extraordinarily noisy. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's like, okay, how long do I have to sit next to this person and listen to all this noise? <laughs> and, and other people you sit next to and it's so quiet. Huh. But being quiet, saying nothing is communication too because you're never saying nothing. You, you can't. You're a creative, expressive being. You're always creatively expressing yourself moment to moment. So you're never not saying anything. You're always saying something. So in silence, when, when your mind is still, you're still communicating, but what you're communicating is the, the inspiring, joyful peace, lovingness of spirit, the inner beingness, the natural state of inner beingness. Ah, that's why it's so wonderful and healing to sit, or sit next to somebody who's almost like their natural place is, is in meditation. And such a person isn't, you know, uh, all jumpy and everything on the inside. They're, they're very calm. They're, they're settled in their own beingness. They can have who they are. So it's very comfortable sitting around that person in silence. But other people, they're not comfortable in their own skin. So they're all inside that's just, and they're constantly trying to solve this problem and that problem. I'm, I got to do this. And <laughs> after <laughs> two minutes of sitting next to that person, you're tired. It's like, okay, I think I've ran a, you know, a mile. <laughs> and ah, guess what, folks? You're all psychic. You've all had these experiences, right? And just, on the surface, it looks like if you're sitting next to one person who's not saying anything and sitting next to another person who's not saying anything, and you don't know either of these people, you should think it's the same experience, isn't it? No, far from it, because you're always psychically communicating, and everyone else around you is always psychically communicating. So you have so much more awareness of your psychic communication than you might believe or or realize that that you do you know if you're looking at people who are quote known as psychics and and they say amazing things about people that you go how did that person know that about that person that was a total stranger to them huh that's you do that too except you have to start to be aware how much you're doing it all the time then on demand, you can go, okay, now this person I'm going to pay particular attention to. 
most all of you have heard of or had had psychic readings of some sort, clairvoyant readings, clairsentient readings, mediumship readings, whatever kinds of readings. What's a reading? It doesn't matter what type of reading, how deep or how far or how high they go or whatever. It's the reader is paying attention to you. That's all. When you pay attention, you start to listen and you listen more, you start to hear more. When you pay attention and you look more, you start to see more. And even if it starts on a physical level, you start to observe, you know, their what they're wearing and how they hold their body and stuff like that. that that's okay. That's that's not a psychic reading per se. That's that's more of a body reading. But you can learn some things about that person. But when you when you start to really listen to what they're saying on the inside and the outside. And when you really start to look at who they are on the inside as well as the outside, you start to have a very broad view of that person. Because some people you look at or listen to, and what's on the inside is the same as what's on the outside. What they're saying verbally to you is what they're also thinking and feeling inside. It's their communication is unified. It's it's consistent from where they're really at inside to what they're saying about it. Whereas other people, it could go as extreme as what they're saying is exactly the opposite <laughs> of what they mean. What they're saying is exactly the opposite of where they're at. Here's an example. Are you okay? I'm fine. hmm you probably don't have to be psychic to know okay that's that's two levels of communication coming at me at the same time right one is saying i'm fine if you just read the transcript of that conversation oh this person said i'm fine what made you think this person wasn't fine (laughs) Uh, but if you go further Oh, okay, that might give you the hint that, okay, it's not what appears to be. So you're going, okay, this person's saying he's fine, but inside he's not. Okay, great. What, what, where's the conflict? Where, where's the, what's the difference here? And you start to look at the person. The person's not saying anything more verbally, but you can hear the rumble. You can hear the unhappiness or resentment, or anger, or, or suffering. Obviously, whatever the emotional reaction might be that's going on within that person, they're suffering. It's, that's, that's a given. In the absence of suffering, all suffering, we're all joyful, complete, happy, everything. It's the degree to how much we're suffering that we start to lose that sense of joy, of total happiness that we have naturally as the spirit that we are. So again, it's we start to not pay attention because we start to pay attention to, in a sense, the wrong stuff. We start to pay attention to all the, just the pain and everything and, and how much we're, we're not doing well and uh, you know how many times we messed up and da, 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 and all that stuff. We forget, we, we, we go further and further away from who we really are and the experience of who we really are. And same goes 
in relationship to others. So it's it's amazing thing what happens when you start to pay attention to the psychic communication that's always going around, not only with yourself, but with everyone else. And for example, just more recently, you know, we Raphael and I have been in the process of buying a house and looking and all that. And and our mortgage broker uh, uh, matched us up with this um, local, uh, since she was at a distance, and we wanted to go see this place. Uh, she got a, another realtor, real estate agent in the area to show us, you know, open the door and everything and, and show us around the, the place. And instantly, you know, uh, just, I just had a good feeling about this guy. He was bright, and I liked him right away. I wanted to find out more about him, so we're, we're, he's giving us the tour and everything. And afterwards, I had a chance to you know talk with him a little bit. And as he's telling me, I, oh, he wanted to know what I did, and I told him, and he, I, I asked him what he did, and he, you know, well, obviously he was a real estate agent, and he lived in the area and everything. But I'm, as he's telling me about the real estate work, I, I'm looking at, I'm seeing him as a teacher and a healer. And so I mentioned that, you know, through this showing people around, he, he's giving people a lot of healing and communication that they need and that he was a natural teacher. And he started laughing. He says, well, what I did before this <laughs> was he was a police officer, a major police officer for 16 years. Uh, full career until he got injured on the job, and and then he went on to being uh, 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 a teacher <laughs> and a director of of several police academies. So a high level uh, expert in in law enforcement, and uh, and he's laughing because you know most people don't consider a cop as a healer. But I said, in every field, in every profession, in every job, there's got to be at least one healer. And, and, uh, and especially in law enforcement, being a, a cop that goes out in response to, to emergency calls and everything like that, huh, yeah, the people you're dealing with on the others, you know, that you take away and put in, put in jail <laughs> might be... Uh, cruel or, or abusive or violent or whatever, but the people you're serving are the community of people who, who are seeking healing. And, and he goes, oh, yeah, I, I, I've always strived to do that. And, and then I said, and you're, you're really a natural-born teacher. And he says, well, and that's when he told me, well, after I got injured and had to not be uh, uh, the cop on the scene, uh, they, because he was so good at communicating with everyone, um, they put him in as directing the academy and teaching all the young recruits and everything, and was very, very successful. So it was, it was a really great. We just ended up talking for quite a while, way past our what what our appointment was for, because we were totally enjoying each other's company and and the communication, <laughs> getting to know each other and. And he, he got a lot of validation from a stranger who he was assigned to go show a house around. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I feel like I made a new friend and, and um, had this pleasure of getting to know this 
wonderful soul uh, much more. And so, so that's just on the everyday kind of a thing. This being paying attention to the psychic communication is just gets you all kinds of relationships that are going to benefit. You know, relationships need to benefit both parties. Yeah, and so it's it's always of benefit. It's a healing. It's an education, and it's of course fun, <laughs> enjoyment. So that's that's so many of those kind of examples. That's that's a daily thing. Uh, even in this pandemic, <laughs> even on Zoom or even just on a, a telephone, you can you can have that. You can listen to a person on the telephone and you can look on the telephone, even though it's not a visual aid. Uh, you know, most of Raphael's readings are on the phone. She doesn't need to see the physical person. That's right. One of the things I wanted to throw in before the show is up here is that um, that communication we have with people on the Internet. And I noticed when the Internet first came around, there was a real problem because when you, for instance, send an email, it goes into the chaos of the Internet before it goes to where it's supposed to go, where you send it to. And a lot of times the energy or presence of that person gets lost in that chaos. And I noticed early on that um, often my, if I sent an email, the interpretation of it was up to where, whatever mood or space the person receiving it was it was in. And it was really quite difficult sometimes um, because I had to fix a communication that really didn't need fixing and pick up a phone and actually talk to them. Anyway, we are getting to the end of our show. We certainly appreciate all of you joining us and hope that each gained some new insights and perspectives today about psychic communication and what happens when you look, listen, and respond more to everyone and everything. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show on Minding Your Thoughts, Mending Your Relationships. Whether you've been looking for a way to heal a particular relationship in your life or to enjoy having a great relationship with everyone around you, this show will be for you. Also, make sure to mark your calendar for our special weekend event of four teleclasses plus Zoom uh, social with Michael and me on December 4th and 5th. The theme will be for the whole weekend, the joy of spirit. The four teleclasses will cover topics rate ranging from waking up your clairvoyance and spirit-to-spirit communication to how to get over judgments and transforming your life from one of grumpiness to a life filled with grace. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.